Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. Hey, what's up guys? Good morning. Welcome to Wednesday edition Slap in the Middle of the Week Game Changer. I'm here. Just me. Just me. Diana will be back. I think she'll be back... um, uh, the end of this week, I think Friday, maybe even tomorrow. I think tomorrow. It's already Wednesday. It doesn't yeah, tomorrow, feel like Wednesday. Tomorrow's girl power, so don't miss Ashton and Diana tomorrow. And then Diana and I will be back to close out the week on Friday. And we have a brand new series next week. It's going to be really good as well. And uh, it's going to be kind of, uh, it's next week's We Are Family, right? Yes, it and is. So We Are Family. We got a special, special surprises in store. It's going to involve some of our dedicated listeners. You're going to get to see them. So you don't want to miss We Are Family and uh, kind of going right into Thanksgiving. So we're going to be just doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. And then of course, we're off as hopefully you are as well next Thursday for Thanksgiving. And then we're out Friday as well. So Monday through Wednesday, we're going to do We Are Family kind of in the spirit of Thanksgiving. And we're going to invite some of our listeners or some of our dedicated listeners on and you're going to get to see them and they're going to participate in the show next week in a special way. So you don't want to miss that. But today we're talking about blueprint. We're on day three. And, you know, I wanted to go a little bit of a different direction this morning. And the title this morning is take action. You know, I was uh, younger and we had this, um, we had this manu- like manufactured home that I grew up in. I grew up in a, my mom's side of the family and my stepfather. And we were, we didn't have anything, man. We were, we were poor. And we, we, you know what, let me say, let me rephrase that. We didn't have a lot of money. We were, we weren't poor because we had the Lord and we had, we never went without and praise God for that. My dad's side of the family had money, but my, my mom's side and my stepfather, they didn't have a lot of money. And we lived in this, you know, small little like manufacturer type home. And my stepfather, God bless him at that time, you know, he wanted to renovate, you know, and, uh, you know, I would venture to say he didn't use a blueprint, you know, like he just kind of used like a back of a napkin, you know, kind of a, a scientific, you know, you know, guess, you know, like kind of like scientifically, what I mean by that is scientifically off the top of his head. And, uh, you know, he designed this new room. We called it the new room, Mike. It was, it was legitimately unfinished for 10 years, but yet 10 years <laughs> later, it was the new room. Like we literally like, Oh, it's, where's that, uh, where, where, where's that hammer? Oh, it's in the new room. Oh, it, it's like the room's not new anymore. You know, it's old and, uh, it's just unfinished. And, um, so, so, you know, I'm thinking about that when I was talking about thinking about take action and thinking about this, this portion of blueprint, I'm thinking, how many times have we just had the blueprint, right? We've had the plan or the, the, um, the vision in our, in our minds. And, you know, we've, we went through this season where we needed to get it right. We needed to make sure all the specs were right. We went through the season of wisdom. We waited, we prayed, but then we waited too long. You know, we just, we just procrastinated. You know, we, we sat there and we, we took this, this blueprint and we just set it aside and we let circumstances, we let, you know, failure and all of these types of things in our life, you know, fear and, and keep us from taking action. So I was thinking about the fact that in our blueprint, you know, we could have the plans drawn up. I'm talking the perfect plan and, you know, it can be functional and it can serve a, an, an immediate purpose within our destiny and our walk and our lives. But how many times have we failed to take Action. So I want to talk about taking action. So it's not enough to listen to God's guidance, right? It's not enough because we can listen to his guidance and his guidance can be, hey, move. 
you know, and then we could, we could ignore that, that, um, that guidance. So it's not enough to listen to God's, God's guidance or to hear the Holy Spirit prompting us to, to, you know, toward a desired goal. It's not enough to get a blueprint or to have Jeremiah 29 plans, right? It's not even enough to have a Habakkuk 2 where it talks about write the vision, make it plain. And, uh, you know, you got to listen to the next part of that verse. And we did a series last year called On the Run. And that scripture says, write the vision, make it plain so that you can, so that those who read it can run with it. And another version of that says, write it in big block letters in the message so that you can see it on the run. In other words, put it on the billboard. Take those blueprints. Sometimes blueprints aren't meant for the basement, rolling them out, you know, blowing the blowing the dust off. Let's see, you know, what the architect meant, right? Sometimes they're meant to paste on a blue uh, billboard in front of you so that you can read them on the run. So it's not enough to have a Habakkuk to write it down. It's not enough to have a Jeremiah 29, 11 and understand that God has blueprints and plans for you, right? And the spirit prompting us towards a desired goal sometimes is not enough. Listening to God's guidance sometimes is not enough, right? Unless we do, and that's a capital D and a capital O, what we've heard. I mean, the blueprints are useless unless you use them. You know, the, how, how, can I just say this? How, how, how sad or how, I guess, discouraged, I don't know what the word is, or just how, I guess, useless would it be if your great-grandkids one day were able to take your Bible. I have my grandfather's, my grandfather was a preacher. He passed away in 1995. Um, he, he, you know, he had some complications with health. He would have lived a little longer than that. He probably would have, you know, passed away maybe naturally in the mid, you know, 2003, four, what have you, but he passed away for some health complications. But I remember as a small child, you know, growing up listening to him preach and he, he was, uh, he had a ton of Bibles, but I have one of his Bibles that's marked up and I have a box probably 45 or 50 sermons of his. I mean, I'm talking sermons that he, his, his idea you know, like back then, like to, of a sermon, obviously they wrote a lot of it down, was write it on any piece of paper that, you know, like, I mean, there's like, it's on the back of like church bulletins, you know, the, you know, the back of like, you know, you just name it. And there's all types of things that it would amaze you that these sermons are written on and the misspellings and, you know, just the ignorance, but man, the anointing that was on his life. But, you know, I, I've got his Bible and I have notes there, but how, how much of a tragedy would it be if, if one of your great grandkids or one of your grandkids, somebody got a hold of maybe one of your journals or got a hold of a Bible, a place where you put notes. If you have, you know, if you took those and let's just say they're in your heart, but just think about the notes or the blueprints that God's placed in your heart. And let's just say somehow those were trans, you know, transcripted onto paper. How sad would it be if your great grandkids got a hold of a blueprint that you never activated? They got a hold of something that was a goal or dream or desire for your life, something that God breathed and gave you, but you never activated them. So unless we do what we've heard, unless we take action on the Spirit's leading, right, we're wasting our time. And so activating your calling, activating your blueprint, activating, right, the plans of the Lord requires action. 
So when God calls us into the unknown, and how many know it's unknown? Even the blueprint, even though you have the blueprint right there, it's like, hey, I'm really, really good, and I'm really, really confident in this area right here. I mean, my living room is stacked. I mean, it is. it has all the latest and greatest, right? I mean, that's, that's the area that I've developed and I've built up, right? My kitchen. Come on, how many know you got to have a good kitchen, right? Every one of us, like I'm familiar with eating, right? I mean, look, I, the place where I eat, the place where I, where I'm like, you know, nourished, like, hey, I, I've got that down pat, right? That you state of the art kitchen, the blueprint, man. You should see the way this thing was built. But you know, I'm not really comfortable with this area of the plans that God's put in my heart, and you know, I, I'll get to that. You know, I just want to get a little better. I just want to, I just want to make sure that the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. But you know what? It's like the T's have been crossed 10 times. The I's have been dotted 10 times. So when God calls us into the unknown and understand, make no mistake about it, there's never going to be, the blueprint is not going to take the place of faith. I mean, I got to say that again. You got to get that. God's blueprint is not going to take the place of faith. It's going to require faith. The blueprint that God's given you is so big, is so vast, because he's an architect like none other. It's like when you, you hear or you see shows or you see, uh, you, you ever watched um, people talk about skyscrapers or talk about, you know, um, you know f- uh, really uh, complicated, you know, buildings, famous architecture. You know, you, you look at how sometimes they'll say, if you ever watch any of those shows or anything about that, you'll hear them say things like, you know, this is a very, I mean, it was a very state of the art for its time. You know, it, you know, the, the pyramids of, 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 of Egypt, they say that they can't understand how they built those back then, you know, they could build, they would have a hard time building them today, but, you know, definitely have a hard time building them back then when they didn't have a lot of the uh, tools required to, to lift those and some of them are in one piece and things of that nature. So the architecture, you know, was amazing. And you understand that it's going to be an unknown and it's going to require faith, the blueprint that God placed in your life, because he's an architect like none other. He's an architect like there, like there is no other architect. I mean, like he's not going to build anything that is not going to give him glory and bring him glory. So you're going to look at that. You're going to say, man, only God could have done that. Only the Lord could have built that. So it's going to be the unknown. And it's not time, right, for us to stand still. I'm going to say that again. It's not time for us to stand still. You stood still for too long. I'm talking to somebody today that thought you were going to come in and get another, you know, you are going to get another layer to your blueprint, Well, the blueprint today is that I believe that God is calling us to take action. It's time to start moving. And it's like, it's like learning to swim, right? I remember I've got three kids and I have a little grand grandbaby. She's actually with us. She's uh, been with us for a few days. Um, She's going to be going to her other grandparents today. And, you know, she's, she swims, but she doesn't know how to swim on her own. But, you know, there's coming a time soon where she'll, she'll be learning how to swim. I remember my children learning how to swim. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like that. At some point, you just need to take off the floaties, right, and start paddling with courage. You know, it, you know you, we, we have a, you fathers and some of you mothers, you know, you've gotten into the water and you remember looking up and going to your children, come on, just jump, I've got you. You know, and God is, is saying that in the middle of your blueprint. He's like, hey, just, just take action. I've, I've got you, right? The plans are solid, right? The, the architecture is solid. The blueprints are solid. But it takes courage, right, to take the floaties off and start paddling. And so it's a vulnerable place. But that's where we let God keep us, you know, that's what we let God keep us afloat, right, as we make one forward motion after another. I mean, we're, we're, we're you know, we're like a buoy, you know. I mean, like if you look at like, you know, a buoy, this, that, that it remains floating, right, it's a standard. God will keep us 
like that buoy as we make one forward motion after the other. All we have to do is trust him. So what does taking action look like for those of us wanting to find our path right in this world? What does it look like? You know, it looks like trying activities that align with the insights you've gained about who you are. Remember we talked um, yesterday and the day before we talked about the four P's, right? We talked about the presence of God. And then we talked about how being in his presence, right, will unlock and reveal passions that he's placed in our heart that line up with him and his word and his plan and his blueprints for our life. And then as we discover those passions, then paths emerge, right? Things that we've walked through now make sense. Things that we're going through now come and become illuminated. And then we also see new paths emerge, new paths, new things that, hey, I've been on this path for the last two years since my freedom journey. Well, I didn't really realize that. It must have something to do with my blueprint. And then we have the fourth one, which is our actions. So looking at that, you know, what does action look like? for us trying to find, you know, our path in this world. It looks like trying things that align with the insights you've gained by being in his presence, learning who you are in him, learning, you know, his plans for you, learning his, the passions that he's placed in your heart, unlocking them, learning what the paths that you've gone through, what you've been brought out of, what you have a testimony over, what you've been delivered from, what those things mean, right? And how those activities align with those, those situations. So what, what you like and then how you're wired, right? So let me give you a few things here. You know, let's just look at things with, with job. Maybe you're looking for a purpose in job, explore different job experiences, you know, meet new people, talk to professionals in different fields, and most importantly, keep an open mind when it comes to that. So you got you can explore new job experiences, there's some you can do for free. There's some you can do from your house. There's some you can do at night. There's some you can do on your own. Meet new people. You can always do that, right? You can always go into a certain community, join certain small groups. You know, if you're not part of a church, join it, join a church, join one with small groups as well, and then get into a small group that might stretch you a little bit. You know, if you are already like coffee, you know, I mean, don't get into the coffee group where it's comfortable. Get into the group, you know, that is, you know skydiving. I don't know if you want to, you know, meet new people, (laughs) not me, (laughs) meet new people, talk to professionals in different fields, reach out to them. You know, can I just say this? You say, well, I don't know, you know, who, who offers that type of mentorship. I can tell you the mentorship, the mentoring that I've done, the things that I've done, you know, over the past have really come from people who have asked me and you have not, unless you ask. And then most importantly, again, keep, a, keep an open mind. Um, here's another, some other things. Conduct, you know, like, not like, a, like a detailed, you know, interrogation, but an informal interview with people in your fields of interest, things that you're interested in. So if you're interested in, you know, video or you're interested in, in you know, in, uh, in speaking, you know, conduct informal interviews with people that are in those fields. You know, shadow somebody. You know, on your day off, ask somebody, see, pray for God to open a door, see if you can shadow somebody, you know, volunteer places, grow skills associated with your strengths. Find out, you know, you know, some of the things you're strong, you have, you're, you're strong in grow, uh, grow skills associated with those strengths. You know, the skill shares, there's constantly things you can do. Be open to new opportunities and learn as much as you can every single day, right? Here's a couple of more. Hold to your responsibilities at work, but keep your grip loose enough so that you can remain open to other opportunities. Listen, if, if you know, there's, I, I've learned in business, there are people that are here for the long haul. There are people that are here 
for the for the for the time being, you know, maybe for a period of time, for a purpose, for both themselves and the company. And then I've noticed there's people that are here that are gonna, you know, maybe some help with some workload, but their vision is somewhere else. And you gotta be okay with that. As long as you're holding on to your responsibilities at work, right? Because if you don't do that, can I just be honest with you, if you're pursuing God and you're not willing to do that, then you got things out of balance altogether anyway. Because God says to work as if you're working unto him, whatever you're doing. Here's another. Don't overfocus. How many know we can overfocus, right? We talked about this blueprint. We could just be like staring at it. If you're staring at your blueprint like this, you know, and you're just staring at it, and it's just got you paralyzed, you can overfocus on the idea of having to make a decision. Instead of think what small action that you, you know, uh, can take to explore and continue learning, you know, about that move, that job, that occupation. I'm just giving you a few things here. How about this one? Try tons of new things. If you're in the position to do that, don't quit your job and go out and do that, right? Don't, don't, don't put your bills in jeopardy, but try tons of new things. You don't have to decide what to do with the rest of your life on the whim. So the way to figure out what to do next is to try things, right? You, you're not going to be staring at the blueprints, not going to get that done. And the way we figure out what to try is by responding to the impulses that we feel lined up with the presence of God, our intuitions, our instincts, linked and synced up with the word of God, trusting they've been placed to us by the one who created us. Amen. Why don't you read that verse there, Mike? That's a good verse. I got a couple of these versions. The easy version is how these two scriptures are here. Think about how people run in a race. All the runners run, but only one of them receives the prize. You must run like that to win the race. People who run in races prepare their bodies well. They make themselves work very hard. They do this so that they will win a prize that will quickly become spoiled. But we work hard to receive a prize that will never become spoiled. Mm -hmm. Because of that, I do not run with no purpose. I do not fight like someone with only hits that only hits the air. First Corinthians nine, 24 through 26. That's good right there. How about that? So I don't fight like someone who only hits the air. The message version, I think says, I don't shadow box, you know, but right before that, I do not run with no purpose, right? There's a reason, there's a purpose, there's a plan. And God has that plan. And sometimes when we're paralyzed and we're staring at the blueprint and we're moving, but we're not moving on the plans that God's placed in our life. We're just like that hamster on the wheel. We're just running in a circle. We're moving, but we're not getting anywhere. And guys, I'm going to tell you, I've done that multiple times in my life, and it leads to major frustration. And, um, and so, you know, I, I want to encourage you today. You know, I want to encourage you today. Take action. Think about this as, as a race, right? And they're all the runners won, but only one of them receives the prize. And you must run like that to win the race. Amen. And, um, so, and, and, and here's the thing, it doesn't negate preparing because right there, Paul says people who run in races prepare their bodies. Well, they make themselves work very hard. They do this, uh, so they will win the prize and quickly that, that will quickly become spoiled. Now that's something you want to point out right there. So they do prepare, they do, they do, um, uh, you know, they, they work hard, but they also understand that the prize is going to quickly become spoiled. There's an opportunity there's an opportunity that we must seize and there's a timing in which we must seize it. Right. And so I, I want to encourage you that God also built you to take action. He didn't, he didn't only build us to overanalyze. So what that tells me is that we can over prepare, which by the way, if you over prepare, if you under prepare food, it's raw. But if you over prepare food, then it's burnt. Or that it, it, or it's overcooked. Either way, I don't want it. 
you know? And so there's a, there's a, there, we focus so much on not being underprepared many times that we are overcooked. And spoiled is just that. Spoiled is not, when, you, when something's spoiled, you leave it in the fridge. One way that something can be spoiled to, in my mind, is we don't use it in time. Think about that. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't developed spoiled. It wasn't bought or purchased spoiled. It wasn't placed in the refrigerator spoiled. It became spoiled because of the expiration date, right? It, it, we didn't use it in time. And how many know that God doesn't waste anything? He doesn't want to waste anything. He wants us to use what he's given us. And so there's a, there's a prize that will quickly become spoiled if we don't use it before the expiration date. Amen. Some of you now, in a word of encouragement, you know, some of you, you feel like, you know what, I didn't use this. And did I, did I wait too long? You know, is, is it expired? I want to tell you that the grace of God can resurrect anything that's expired. The grace of God, the, 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 the love of God, the redeeming, the redeeming power of God can redeem your life. And he can, he can bring something that the world would say is expired right back to life again. And so, you know, I want to speak to that person. You didn't miss it, but I'm, but I'm also wanting to make sure that I, that I hammer this home, that there's people listening right now that God's saying, hey, it's time to take some action. It's time to do this thing. James 1, and 24 says, but be careful to do what God says in his message. Do not only listen to it, don't ever, don't, don't only listen to it, don't ever stare at those blueprints. Do not make that mistake. You must obey God's message. Do not be like a man who quickly looks at his face in the mirror, right? Looks at the blueprint. That man looks at himself. The blueprint's on you, right? God placed it on you. He looks at himself, but then listen, then he goes away and immediately he forgets what he's really like. He looks at the plans, but it's not in his heart. He's not planning on taking action. So he walks away from it and immediately doesn't take action. And then over the course of time, he forgets what it's like. He forgets what he sees. Don't do that. Don't let, you know, write this down. This is a good, good one for you. Don't let your future distract you from your present. If you dream so much that you, you know, you're off in future land. Dreaming's good. But you got to make sure that you take action in the future. As you seek to live out your calling, it's important to consider your present reality instead of waiting for some future possibility. I mean, comparing a fantasy future to your everyday reality, in my experience, can push you towards action, but it can also breed discontent. Because we grow restless. Because we're not at peace with being who we, with who we are and where we are. We're always looking to the next thing right? The next thing to make ourselves into something God never intended. Recognize the context you're a part of right now. That's good. When we allow that to shape our calling, it sharpens our vision. I'm going to say that again. Recognize the context you're a part of right now. When we allow that to shape our calling, it sharpens our vision. It's not about whether we can be anything we want, but to be, but we need to be, I'm sorry, it's not whether we can be anything we want to be, but that we get to be who we're called to be for a specific purpose. Man, that's good. I hope you guys are getting this. I hope this is helping you. And we're called to be that for a specific purpose, for a specific people, 
at a specific time in a specific place. I'm going to say that again. We're made to be that for a specific purpose, for a specific people, at a specific time, in a specific place. So start engaging your calling right here, right now, right? In truth. We only have the present. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions as we wrap this up this morning. And um, I think this has been good. Mm-hmm. Not just not because I'm doing it. <laughs> this has helped me. This this is this 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 is this is speaking to me right now as I'm saying these. Because we all deal with this. We all we all have these blueprints. And so a couple questions. Maybe maybe you journal. Maybe you can write this down or whatever. Maybe you put it in your phone. You know, maybe maybe you just want to listen to it, whatever. But what people does God have around you currently? Who do you who do you live, work, play with? Who do you who do you communicate with? So what people does God have you around currently? Just think about that. Just write that down, jot it down, or whatever. Just so here's another one. Where has God placed you? So where do you live? Where do you work? Where do you interact with others? What church? Small group? And here's the thing. How are these people and places shaping your calling? That's, a, that's some questions we need to ask ourselves. How are these people and places shaping your calling? Matthew 6.34 says, So do not have trouble in your mind about what might happen tomorrow. Tomorrow will have its own problems. It's enough for you to be thinking about each day, about the problems of that day. Philippians 4.11, When I say that, it is not because I need anything. I have learned to be happy. Whatever things may happen to me. Here's one more. James 4.15 says, So what you ought to say is, If the Lord agrees and we are still alive, then we will do this or that. I'm, I've been guilty of saying, hey, we're going to launch this. We're going to do this. And there, I get it. We got a plan. And I get it. We got to have vision. But be careful to also put in that caveat. So what you ought to say is, if the Lord agrees and we're still alive, if he tarries, then this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. Amen? Amen. That went quick. It Mike? Did. Actually, it did go quick. Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying this series on Blueprint. As Dave mentioned at the start of the show, tomorrow is Girl Power, so make sure you tune in with Diana and Ashton tomorrow. If you guys would like, you guys can always opt in to a free daily encouragement text that comes from Dave every single morning, Monday through Friday. It is completely free. You can opt in by texting the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To everybody who joins us live every single morning, we always appreciate you guys being here your comments, all of that. It means the world to us. But if for any odd reason you can't be on the live streams, you guys can always keep up with us in two ways. Number one, go to YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, and get notified because we upload the replays every single day. If you guys would also like, we upload to all the audio podcasting platforms you can think of, the biggest ones being Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So make sure you subscribe to us on whichever one you prefer. If you're listening or watching this episode on replay, you can always join us live on Facebook or YouTube every single morning at 8 30 a.m. EST, Monday through Friday. Just search Game Changer Podcast Live and we will show up. 
Make sure you check out the featured Bible plan of the week, Hold Fast. It's a five-day reading plan on version and the Bible app. We would love to hear your all's feedback on it, so subscribe to it, read through it, and then shoot us a comment either on social media or send an email to us. Um, you can message us on pretty much any social media platform, and we'll always answer you guys. But thank you guys for listening. We hope you guys are enjoying this series. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. EST. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.